This is the day that the Lord has made. I will ah, and be what? Glad in it. Hey, you know, if you're not familiar with that psalm, that's actually Psalms 118 verse 24. And isn't it funny that, uh, that we have an opportunity to view how we view life by what, by what comes out of, our, out of our lives and out of our mouths. You know, it might be freezing outside. You know, your kids might be running late as you have an early morning appointment. Maybe your car doesn't start in the morning and maybe you need to, maybe like me, you're having jumper leads in the back of your car as a bit of an insurance policy. But who knows that we have an opportunity to view life and we do it through the Word of God. And despite no matter what is happening in our lives, we have a decision that we need to make. And it got me thinking during the week about Psalms 118. And in particular, David, the psalmist, he, he's declaring as he's you know, speaking out that text. I was going to ask you today, what is it that you are declaring over your life and over your family? Come on now. What is it that is coming out of our mouths that we are speaking over our lives and speaking over our families? Because, you know, I love Psalms 118 in particular, verse 1. It says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Everyone say good. For His mercy endures forever. So let me encourage us today, no matter where you're at in life, it's always a good time to have the praise of the Lord upon our lips. Come on now. If we, if we want to be people that start our weeks right, that start our days right, it all starts by having praise upon our lips. Why? Because when we do that, what we're actually doing is we're putting things in their rightful place and their rightful order. When we are giving praise to God, we are saying, God, I thank you that you are good. I thank you that what you're doing is Good. God, I'm not trusting what has happened before. I am putting you first. There needs to come a point in our lives where we start to declare the goodness of God because what we're actually not doing, what we're actually doing is we're not just speaking, but we are declaring and we are allowing the power of the word of God to become a reality in our lives. But can I ask you today, when was the last time you took a minute and intentionally made a decision to say, God, I am going to take a moment and I'm just going to give you praise. When was the last time? And you know, you might be in this place and maybe sitting online as you hear this word today and maybe that is something that is natural to you. You, you know, maybe you spring out of bed and good morning, Holy Spirit, good morning, God, awesome. But maybe if you're in a place where you are yet to discover the beautiful thing of worshipping God first thing, can I encourage you this week? Let's be people that put God first and because when we do, God does great things. You know, for the next little while and with that in mind, I'd love to share with us on a message entitled, Little Things Matter. Come on, why don't we turn to your person on your left? Give him a bit of a nudge and say, little things matter. Come on, why do you do that? Little things matter. And on your right, give him a bit of a nudge. Wake up. Little things matter. And if you're online watching in your bedroom or watching in the living room or maybe at a bus stop, maybe give yourself a, a pat on the heart and say little things matter. Because little things matter. You know, some would say that little things don't matter. It's not that big, so therefore it's not that important. It cannot be seen. Maybe it's not heard. Maybe it does not make a difference. You know, that, with that way of thinking, sometimes can creep into our, our relationship with God. And that maybe we start to think that little things that we do in our lives do not matter and are not important. 
But if we look in the Word, we see time and time again that little things make a big difference. If we want to be people that build a great life, build a great family, have a great relationship with God, have a great relationship with our children, work hard in our career, it all starts by doing little things that make a big difference in the way we live. Every great move of God has always proceeded with little things. And most of the time, little things that people do not see. You know, many years ago, I'm a, I'm a bit of a petrol head. I'm a self-confessed petrol head. I love putting things together and pulling things apart. Is anybody with me? Come on, anyone love pulling things apart? Yeah. It's nice to pull things apart. However, it's the putting back together that is the problem. Because if you're anything like me, it's like I've pulled something apart and then I've got a container full of leftover bolts and nuts and I'm thinking to myself, well, these are just spare parts. Maybe, maybe we didn't need these bits and pieces. And on this one particular occasion, I was working on my mate's car. And uh, I was asked to look after the steering part of the car. You know, there's some very important bits of the car. The first one is the brakes. Generally, you put your foot on the brake. It's good the car stops. But the next thing that's just as important is actually the steering. And as we were putting this thing together, it was a really nice car. You know, he'd done it up. He'd, he'd painted it. Uh, he painted it pink, funnily enough. He had a custom body kit and nice wheels. Can I hear an amen? Come on now. And, uh, and putting this thing back together, he asked me, he goes, James, I, can you put together the steering? And I'm like, brother, no problem. But bearing in mind that this was the same guy that always had leftover parts after putting things back together. So as I put this thing back together, there was part of the, it's called the steering rack. So when you turn your steering wheel, you turn your wheel to your left, the steering rack moves and therefore your wheels turn to your left. And same thing when you turn to the right. What was particularly interesting about this particular day is as I was putting this thing back together, instead of having spare parts, I, I actually had bits missing. And in particular, there's one little bit called a split pin. And I thought I'd bring one in today just to show us what that is. Now, this is a piece of metal. It's made of stainless steel. It's about, you know, about four millimetres thick and probably costs about $2.00. And what this split pin is designed to do is that when you put a nut on something, on a device that moves backwards and forwards all the time, it's designed to stop the nut from spinning off, which is a bit of a challenge when you think that when you're driving your car, you're turning left and right all the time. So anyway, we're putting this car back together and I was, put, I just, I was about to put the, the, the mag wheel back on the car and I was putting the bolt in and I couldn't find the split pin. So I turned to my mate and said, hey... Jimbo, don't worry about it, mate. I've just put the thing back together. Don't worry about the split pin. She'll be right. Famous last words. Anyway, so he goes off on a holiday overseas and he gives you the keys to the car. He's like, hey, bro, have fun with the car. You're going to enjoy it. Now, this thing was turbocharged, so don't worry, I had fun with it. And uh, after church one day, we we're driving out to Pizza Hut. Who remembers Pizza Hut? Yeah, for some of us. So... Hey, that tells you how long ago this story was. And so as I was driving this car, I, turned, I was turning into the driveway and I decided to put my foot down on the accelerator, just being a young hoodlum, turned the thing to the left. Now, the left wheel turned left, but the right wheel went straight, which was a bit of a problem because right in front of me was a barrier. And so I ended up crashing the car while my mate was overseas. And so if you want to think, you know, what was seen as an insignificant $2 part end up turning into a $1,000 repair bill. 
It's funny, when I was on the phone to him, I asked him, hey, are you in a good mood? How are you going? And then I proceeded to tell him the story. But with that in mind, let me, let me ask us a question. What are some little things that you and I can do practically that can make a big difference? What are some things? You know, throughout Scripture, we see many examples of how people who seem to do little things, things that maybe looked unimportant, didn't seem like much, made a whole lot of difference, not just for them, but were a total miracle and blessing to the people around them. I was thinking about in John chapter 6, we see that Jesus was speaking to a great multitude of people and the disciples were thinking, you know, how they should purchase food for all the people. In fact, let's have a look at that in John 6. I'm going to pick it up for verse 9 and it says this. And one of his disciples, Andrew, everyone say Andrew. Simon Peter's brother said to him, there is a lad here who has five loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, take the people and sit them down. Now, as they sat down in that place, the men sat down and there was about 5,000. Everyone say 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to everyone who was sitting down and likewise the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, all the disciples gathered up the fragments that remained um, so that nothing was lost. Therefore, they gathered them up, filled 12 baskets with all the fragments, with the five loaves and two fish that they had eaten. It got me thinking about, you know, in this story, that in these couple of verses, there was over 5,000 people present. But I want us to notice the young lad. I mean, he had five loaves and two fish. And it got me thinking about in life, if we, we want to talk about little things matter. He was a young man who had five loaves and two fish, probably just this lunch. But then, you know, he was, a, he was chatting with Simon Peter, uh, sorry, Andrew, the brother of Simon, and there was a need. There was over 5,000 people present at this place and the disciples were trying to work out, hey, how are we going to feed these people? You know, the first thing we need to do about little things that matter and that are so important is we've got to learn to give our little to God. Come on now. You know, some, I've looked at my own life, and I'm sure you have too, where you look at the need and you see, wow, the need is so great. The need is so great, but all I've got is my five loaves and my two fish. And you know what the wonderful thing about this story is that this young lad, he could have just kept it for himself and said, hey, you know what, forget you guys, I'm good, I got my lunch. But what did he do? He made a decision to give what he had. And as he'd done so, that ended up in the hands of Jesus, was then able to do a miracle that day. Can I ask you today, what are the little things that you have in your life that you can give to Jesus this today? Come on now. You know, maybe, maybe there's some little things in your life that you think, you know what, they're insignificant. But you know what, James, you don't understand. It's only five loaves and two fish. You know, I was thinking about, you know, when we were younger, you know, my mum is a mean cook and she loves cooking. She just loves loving on people. She's a Filipino. What do you expect? You know what I mean? Pancit and spaghetti. We got it all going on at our place. And I remember as a young person, I used to love and I still do inviting people over for tea. And there was many people that come to our home that did not have relationship with Jesus. And they were just, you know, on a place of discovery. And my mum 
you know, she would, I'd say to her, mom, I'm going to invite some people over for tea. And she's like, you know what, James, I hope you're not going to ask me to preach Bible. I can't do that. I said, that's okay. She goes, but you know what I can do? I can make a mean spaghetti. And so what she would do, she'd go in that kitchen and she'd be cooking her spaghetti. And my mum was one of those girls that she didn't feel like all she had was five loaves and two fish. She'd say to me, son, I don't even have five loaves. I've got two loaves, but I'm going to take my two loaves. I'm going to do the best I can with those two loaves and I'm going to allow God to do something. I want to tell you something, that in that time, we had so many people come over to our house and my mum would be cooking like it was the last supper. She'd be cooking with all of her mind. She'd be praying over the food. And you know what? The food tasted amazing. But what it was even more than that is it created room for the presence of the Holy Spirit to touch young people. And through that time, we had many people come to our home. Many people come to know Jesus. Why? Not just because, you know, the, over spirit, the spiritualized things. Yes, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. And absolutely God does that. And He so loves doing that. But it was because a lady took time out of her day to take what she had and put it together in a pot and put those tomatoes and put that garlic and put that oil together, stir the pot and serve that spaghetti. And what happened was then that spaghetti came out. What it did was it opened people's hearts. Can I just say this today? Hey, maybe one way to touch people's hearts for the kingdom of God is maybe touching their stomachs. Well, come on now. Come on now. If you're a person that says, hey, you know what? I'm not so spiritual. I don't know Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, but I can cook a mean spaghetti. Can I tell you, cook a mean spaghetti and allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to come into your room and see what God would do. Because I can tell you there's moments like that that are waiting just for you. Don't ever think that it's just up to the preachers and the leaders and the people that have got it all going on, that have gone to Bible college, that can spread the Word of God and the love of Jesus. No, it starts by opening up our homes and giving with what we have. And can I encourage us today, look at what you've got. Maybe today all you've got is James, I've only got half a loaf. But can I tell you, half a loaf in the presence of Jesus can make a difference to see life change for the glory of God. There's a miracle waiting for someone because you gave your half a loaf. Give to God. Give to God. Sometimes the challenge can be is we look at our ability versus the need and we say, God, how is my half a loaf going to make a difference for the multitudes here? I'm sure that young guy thought about it. But there needs to be a point in our lives where we say, hey, God, you know what? This is where faith happens. Where you say, God, I've got my little and with my little, I'm just going to give it to you. And as I give it to you, you do what you do. Can I tell you, maybe today, some of us, we pressure ourselves thinking that we need to perform miracles to meet needs. But can I encourage you, that's not our job. Our job is not to perform miracles. Our job is to say yes to Him. It's to go give to God, I've got my half a loaf, I'm just going to give it to you. And out of us giving to Jesus is where the miracles happen. People, people want to have supernatural happen in their lives. You know what it is? It's going, God, here is my natural. And God, now you put your super on my natural. There is somebody that's on the other end of your yes to God that's going to be so blessed. More than you'll ever know. Matthew 14, verse 28. Peter, we see Peter is, uh, we see that Jesus had finished speaking to a multitude of people. And he had, he got the disciples, they jumped on a boat and Jesus was walking on the water. Verse 28, and Peter answered him and said, listen to this, I love this. Lord, if it is you, command me to come out to you on the water. So he said, come. Everyone say, come. 
When Peter came out, out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. You know, what's particularly interesting about this story is that, you know, we've heard many sermons about how Peter stopped looking at Jesus but looked at the situation and started to sink. But can I just, just get us to rethink for a minute that he was actually the only one out of all the disciples that actually walked on water. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you saw somebody walking across the Georges River? And I'm not talking about barefooting on the back of a boat. I mean, he, when was the last time you saw someone unaided, unassisted, no life jacket, no ski ropes, nothing, just walking on the water? And you know what's, what's interesting is that this guy was the guy who stepped out and walked because Jesus had asked him. You know, the second little thing that we need to do, because little things matter, is we step out when God calls. Come on, there are some people, you're in the value of decision. God has been speaking you to step out and you've been worried and you've been concerned and, and, and these are very real feelings and emotions. But can I tell you today that sometimes what we need is to hear the voice of God and just to step out. Come on, when was the last time you stepped out on the Word of God? You know, growing up, my mum would say to me, son, you know, faith begins when human ability ends. There's going to come a time in your life where you cannot see what's going to happen next. There's going to come a time in your life where you're unsure of what's going to happen if you step out in faith. But can I encourage you today? Let's do the little things right. Let's begin to step out from the Word of God. Because the Word of God is our foundation. Come on, everyone say foundation. Hey, let's never get to a place where we're so comfortable that we, we, that we fail to step out and see God do great things in our lives. You know, Peter could have just stayed in the boat. But, he, he, but what did he do? He said, Lord, if it is you, command me to step out and I will. Can I tell you there is many moments, walking on water moments that God wants to put into your life. In fact, there is miracle moments that someone in your world is going to be a recipient of because of your yes to God. So can I just encourage us today? Hey, I'll really love us to think back maybe during the week and go, God, what is it you're asking me to step out of, onto? And today, you know what, if maybe, and you know the wonderful thing about this house, that there is people here that would walk the journey with you. And God wants to do great things. You know, Matthew 19, 26 says this, but Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Everyone say all things. Hey, hey, hey. If you want to see some impossible things happen in your life, it's time to step out of the boat. Come on. When was the last time you took God at His word and actually did something? Because you know what? Miracles happen when we step out. When we step out into the miracle zone. Romans 10. Verse 9, I love this scripture. If you confess with your mouth, everyone say mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone say saved. Hey, you know, I love this because actually if you think about it, this scripture is actually the reason why you and I are saved and walk in relationship with Jesus today. That you took a moment to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart. Verse 10, for with the heart, everyone say heart. 
one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what is actually happening here? Because you've made a decision in your heart to, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what then happened was then your mouth is now a reflection of what is the change that has happened in your life. And can I just say today is that when it comes to small things, let this be a reminder for us, we've got to be careful what we let into our heart. Because you know what? There are things in our hearts that maybe are a wedge to what God wants to do in our lives. You know, there are things that God is wanting to do. But I'm just wondering this morning, is there, are there little things that we have allowed, little wedges in our lives that would stop God from doing what He does? You see, God is all-powerful. God, God is not uh, limited by wedges. But sometimes we make choices and do things that don't allow God's best to become a reality in our lives. You know, even Jesus said, hey, guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. You know, maybe as you're hearing this in the room online today, maybe there are things that you've allowed to become a wedge in your relationship with God, a wedge in your relationship in your family, a wedge in your relationship with God's calling for your life. Can I encourage you today? Hey, maybe just today, it's a time to let him go. Because maybe for some of us, we've been holding on for wedges for too long. And we all know that God loves us and He wants best for us. He's such a good God. But can I ask you today to look at your life and say, hey, you know, what are some of the wedges that I've allowed? Maybe the wedges of unforgiveness. Maybe the wedge of offence. Maybe you've allowed wedges to become that you know what, you think it's not that important. It doesn't make a difference. No one can even see it. And I've learned in my life, just because people can't see offence doesn't mean that I don't have to deal with it. Come on now. Come on. Because you know what the easy thing is? Behind the facade of a smile, we can hide wedges. And you know what? I, I know that God wants to do great and amazing things with us. But if we want to do little things right, it's time for us to remove the wedges. Little things, little things matter. So what can we do? What are some of the little things that we can do that matter? We can give to God, knowing that what we give makes a difference. And not only is it miraculous for you, but it's miraculous for someone who's a recipient. The next thing we could do is we can step out when God calls. Come on. What are some things you need to step out on this week? And the third thing, we let's be careful with what we allow in our hearts.